Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, kicking off hour two here on WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. We're getting you ready for Saints and Bucks on Monday Night Football. You're stuck with us, myself, Jeff Nowak, and Steve Geller until 5 p.m. Then we're handing off to the Bud Light Countdown to kick off crew with Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick, as always. And, you know, we referenced this when we, while we were talking to Mike Dettelier. The Saints have elevated wide receiver slash maybe running back Kirk Merritt yeah. and – Tight end Lucas Kroll, we had mentioned Lucas Kroll as a potential elevation, and we got it right. So that's, that's you know, check one in that column. But there were two other corresponding moves. The Saints signed cornerback Isaac Yadam to the active roster. So he was a guy who was elevated last week. I thought he played pretty well. He showed up pretty well on special teams, and that's really what his role will be. So he is going to stick around, at least for this week. And, you know, fan favorite, maybe, probably not. Mike, or Kevin White, wide receiver, he has been waived. Um, guy whose hands always, always make me ring my own. Uh, he will not be out there. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of how they kind of navigate that because whether you like it or not, Kevin White had been very involved as a as kind of a deep threat uh, and as a blocker in this offense and I don't know, maybe you shift some of that to Rashid Shahid in terms of the the downfield routes. I sure hope that's the case because he has been a stud every time they've gotten him involved, but it'll be interesting to see how they kind of navigate that. Yeah, I'm curious to see if Marquez Callaway maybe gets a little more yep. looks. Um, he's been, I think, inactive two of the last three games for the team. Uh, it'll be interesting also, Jeff, the the secondary now with no Marshawn Lattimore. I think we all thought after being at least limited again all week at practice, he'd be good to go. But reports are that, you know, he's just not ready yet. So I'm expecting we'll see Debo along with Alonte Taylor, as your outside corners, and then possibly Bradley Roby in the slot? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage that because, yeah, if Bradley Roby is out, then you have some serious questions in the slot. And that's yeah. probably, you know, why you bring why you signed Isaac Yadam and because you did have to bring up Lucas Krull to fill in, right? So that's probably a part of that, and you felt like Kevin White was that guy who had to had to make that hit with. But, you know, it's it's a bummer for the Saints who are going to have to hear about Mike Evans probably because, you know, He's a guy who literally could not find any breathing room against Marshawn Lattimore any time they played to the point that he has taken cheap shots at him multiple times. <laughs> and so, you know, that's a, that's going to be interesting. Can you still lock him down the way you have in the past with Paul Sandibo, with Alante Taylor, with, with Chris Harris? Uh, and, and I sure hope they can because I just don't want to see that guy happy. No, and maybe, you know, 
taking away Marshawn from the equation. You put Elante Taylor in there. I know he's got the swag, the attitude. Maybe he'll be mouthing off with Mike Evans and be able to throw him off his game and, you know, be able to blanket him as well. Yeah. You know, another guy who I think is interesting to see what his role is, if Pete Warner is able to go, it's another guy who, like like Marshawn, you're hoping to get him back, but you're not sure. You know, and that's Cade Nellis. Uh, I know Ryan Nielsen talked earlier in the week about, you know, he's earned reps, whether – what, however, that looks with Pete Werner back in the lineup, because obviously Pete Werner is going to step right back into his war- role at the Will linebacker spot. But I don't think that you can you can take Caden Ellis off the field as much of the time as you did earlier in the season. You have to find ways to get him involved. He's been that good. Yeah, I, I totally agree. He's been definitely a spark out there. Someone uh, that you you know quote unquote hear always guys talking about flying around the field, but real he really has seemingly been everywhere for this team and you know definitely a guy that I would think is one that could help in creating those so necessary takeaways we've seen him get to the ball uh being active in the run against the pass uh being able to rush the pass or even uh I just um yeah would be curious to find out if Werner is back how much they're going to use him and then how do you get both those guys on the field together yeah, and it's just, you know, you got to find ways to get your best players on the field. Like, that's, it's flat out, that's what it's got to be. Um, you know, an interesting thing to look at these last few weeks, right, is, you know, when, when Dennis Allen went to Andy Dalton, it was about, okay, the offense has looked good. The offense has moved. We're a top 10 offense in, in rushing, in, in receiving, or in passing, in scoring. Well, that's all changed. And I start to question whether, you know, the veracity of that statement, right, because it really seems like there's nothing Andy Dalton could do that would that would – to get him off the field and I'm not saying Andy Dalton has been bad but you know you go back to the you go back to the the game against the Ravens and I know this because it was the last Monday night game and I talked about it there they were the eighth ranked passing rushing and scoring offense in the NFL right so you go back a few weeks right now just four weeks later I believe it's four weeks later maybe five the Saints offense is the 15th overall offense the number 22 rushing offense the number 11 passing offense and the number 21 scoring offense and that's what that'll happen when you put up a goose egg in a game um and so like you you have watched this offensive efficiency just go down and down and down and down but you really it doesn't feel like you've ever really considered changing the quarterback and so that's that's what when I criticize Dennis Allen I think the inconsistency in like what you say versus what happened I think that's been my biggest gripe um in in how that's that quarterback position has been handled no, and it certainly doesn't feel like Jameis Winston, someone who's going to be around here next season. Uh, I don't know what exactly – I wouldn't say he's fallen out of favor with the coaching staff, but for whatever reason, they definitely seem to favor uh, Andy Dalton over him. And it just – I think I think a bad performance, though, tonight, if you have like an Arizona Cardinals kind of outing here on Monday Night Football, could – spell the end for Andy Dalton just because this offense hasn't been very efficient lately and making a move I guess after tonight if you if you do lose this game and Dalton has a horrific performance what else do you have to lose for the rest of the season kind of deal I think you're going to keep doing what you're doing I mean I think it's only fair <laughs> that you at least try to showcase Jameis Winston to a potential of team next year I, I I don't know I just it seems odd his whole situation and when he when he talked about his soul hurting him that he wasn't playing in the games it, it just made you feel for the guy too I'm, I'm not the hugest Jameis Winston fan I don't know if the offense 
would be any more dynamic with him under center, but I do think they would be able to push the ball downfield a little bit more, obviously. Uh, just, you know, the turnovers are obviously the biggest question with him and how healthy is he really from that back injury? Yeah, I mean, my question, if if he has a hurt soul, why isn't he on the injury report? <laughs> no, that's a great point. There's no soul. <laughs> there's no back. There's no foot. So I don't I don't know what is hurting Jameis right now, but it's definitely not on the injury report. Yeah, I don't think he's missing me with an hurt soul. Um no, it's it's going to be – this is the first time all season we are seeing the Saints play a team for the second time, right? This is – they started out with three NFC South matchups in the first four weeks, which is really bizarre when you really think about it, and we've gone this long without seeing another one. Um, you know, what – in your estimation, what do you think needs to go differently this time around for the Saints to come out with a win? Because, you know, it's easy to look back and say, oh, they lost 20 to 10. Man, they, they got they got, they got got manhandled. They didn't. It was 3 to 3 with about like four, 13 minutes left in that game. So, you know, what do you want to see differently from this team than we saw in week two? It's definitely the turnover is the fact that, you know, you gave away too many and the fact that also you're just not getting them back. Something's got to give on that. The Saints got to be clean with the football, uh, not give this ball to Tom Brady and the offense giving them any more opportunities. And then they got to find a way, uh, whether it's an interception or two or getting fumbles, uh, something's got to turn in that turnover margin, which has just been so ridiculous this year. I, I, we've talked about it a lot in the fact that the, the the luck of the bounce just has not gone their way, whether it's something, a ball that comes out on the ground, uh, seems to go right back to the other team, or a ball that's tipped in the air, floating there, the space-time continuum stops, and still the Saints aren't able to get to it, and it falls to the ground. Uh, some way or another, though, that turnover margin has to be skewed to the Saints' favor in this matchup for them to walk out with the victory tonight. See, I would, you know, I don't expect the turnover thing to change. I think turn, the turnover, if you can go zero, you've won from the Saints' side of things because you've been so far down on that list that it's like you've just learned how to win. You've learned how to play with without any expectation of getting the ball back. Right? So you you think if it's even even, they can still come out on top? Yes, because the difference I need to see is you need to play a clean game. You can't turn the ball over, which, you know, I agree with the, the you can't turn the ball over side of that. But I'm talking more penalties. If you go back to that game, the Saints were off the field on that on the Bucks, you know, one scoring drive where they got in for a touchdown. Saints were off the field. The punt team was on, and then they got called for a penalty. And that allowed the Bucks to extend that drive, and they ended up getting that touchdown to Bashad Perriman. That was after Marshawn Lattimore had gotten ejected. And, you know, that's to me, is what lost them that game. You were never going to win that game in a blowout. You needed to win that game low scoring. I think you could have won that game, you know, 6-3 to three if things go a certain way. If Mark Ingram doesn't fumble and you kick a field goal there, that's how good this defense has been against Tom Brady. And I expect it to be the case again, but you cannot bail them out. Are they shooting a cannon behind you, Steve? Man, they are just going <laughs> rapid fire just now. They were unloading. Well, they don't expect to score any any times in this game, so they're making sure they get all their firepower out of the way. Because every time the well, Saints the show up, part they is when they get a first down, they when they get a first down, they fire it too, which is annoying. That is annoying. Um, but no, I think to me, that's what the Saints have done well in the games they have won. Is they haven't shot themselves in the foot with penalties. You know, turnovers happen, randomness happens. But in the games where they have really been close and and not been able to get over the hump, Vikings, right? Last week, it's the penalties that that really stand out in these really inopportune moments. Um, and I think that's what has to change. And to the team's credit, they have been better in, in, in spurts. They have to show that again tonight. 
Yeah, and I think someone that's going to have a big turnaround from last week, you know, you saw a terrible outing from Alvin Kamara with those mm-hmm. two fumbles going in, you know, coming into this game, you know he wants to right the wrongs of the game in San Francisco, and I'm expecting uh, a pretty good performance from him tonight. I know the San Francisco uh, – the San – the San Francisco run defense was tough. Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense had been pretty stout in the past and is decent this year. But I think that Kamara is going to find a way tonight to get into the end zone at least twice. I'm calling that at least because, you know, when you see one of your top guys not performing in a game against that was so big against the uh, San Francisco 49ers, I know that it's on his mind and definitely at the forefront of, of righting those wrongs. And, man, Kamara's just – he's due for another big game. It's been too long. Yeah, the Stars have to show up, and they have to show up in big moments. If if you are correct and Alvin Kamara gets two touchdowns today, I've been saying this for several weeks, he will become the Saints' all-time <laughs> leader in well, touchdowns. Well, there we go. Let's, let's do it in Tampa, Unfortunately, I, I've had a story written for almost a month now. I haven't been able to use it. Oh. All right, this is First Take on WWL. Stick around. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most important game because it's the next game. It doesn't matter the opponent right now. We have to win or we're going to be sitting in the same place we were at the end of last year outside of the playoffs. And that's not where we want to be. We have a chance and we have to be able to capitalize upon that. Back here on First Take, Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller out in uh, in fancy Tampa, Florida. Um, and that's Cam Jordan talking about it doesn't matter who the opponent is, but the benefit for the Saints is it is the Bucks. As crazy as that sounds because they have been built to beat the Bucks, right? This is a team that they have been able to dominate 
even in a loss, even last year in week two in a loss, they were dominating that game on the defensive side of the ball. And it just, you need an offense that can get enough done. And so we, we have a text here. Three, nine, five, three says, did you mean Alvin Kamara's fumble or Ingram? I do not recall Ingram fumbling. So I'm going to do this from memory here. Week one. Yeah. So last week Kamara fumbled, but so week one against the Falcons, Mark Ingram fumbled. It was right. right. The, the Falcons took over. That was in the third quarter. I think they were up 23 to 10 or something like that. The Saints were down. Marcus May came back and forced a fumble of their own. So the Saints actually got out on the right side there. Flash forward a week. The Saints actually got a fumble against the Bucks, but Mark Ingram gave up a fumble deep in Falcons territory in the third quarter as the Saints were going in for a potential score. Now, I think the one that's getting confused is a week later, Mark, Calvin Kamara fumbled early in that game, which the Panthers took in for a touchdown, right? Ugh. And then yeah. Alvin obviously fumbled twice last week. There was another fumble baked in somewhere for Alvin. He has four on the year. I can't quite recall where it is. But, yeah, so that's the one we were talking about. We're talking about the fumble by Mark Ingram late in that matchup against the Bucks. Again, Alvin Kamara was out with a rib injury for that game, so it was the Mark Ingram show. And that was he had a really good game. He had 10 carries for 60 yards. So that's you know do the math there it's pretty simple six yards of carry but he let them down in a huge moment and that was really the story in the first half of the season was these major gaffes in big moments of games you could have won and it was the guys who you're supposed to be able to trust that that committed those errors and so that's when when I'm talking about you need to change things up and Cam is a guy who will always take credit for mistakes he's not gonna he's not gonna give you any excuses. But, you know, the, the the defense needs to make sure to force turnovers. Like, they have to find a way to do it, and they have to find a way to continue to dominate this matchup against the Bucks and Tom Brady the way they have and hope the offense can, you know, find a way to put some points on the board. Yeah, with Kamara, Jeff, it was oddly the very next week against Seattle, but at least the Saints were able to pull out a victory that he lost the fumble. He fumbled so, yeah, it was back-to-back. It was back-to-back weeks, Carolina and then Seattle, and it was like, wait a minute, what's going on with Alvin Kamara? I don't remember that one. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, so it, that's oh – man, I'm still yeah, – I shouldn't have brought it up because those fumbles last week against the, uh, against the 49ers still make me angry. And that's – it's just frustrating because, like, fumbles are something you should be able to control. Like, that is within your – like, interceptions, you can make a perfect pass and the ball can still get intercepted, right? Fumbles, and you're getting the ball punched out. More often than not, it's because you just weren't securing the ball the right way. And, and that was the case on the goal line there. Obviously, Talano Hufunga put a great hit on the ball, but, yeah, you know, that's very much on Alvin for n- trying to fight the way in when you didn't have to. You did not have to score there. It was not a fourth down. You know, he could have just gone down at the one, and then they tried, you know, they tried again. Either way, you know, those are the type of mistakes that lose you games, and at this point, a loss will probably end your season. No, and will be – a situation where it's not mathematically, but we've talked about it when you're, you know, down another game, uh, four nine and having lost two to the division leader, Tampa Bay Buccaneers would not be a positive for this team's chances of making the playoffs. And, you know, this Bucks squad, you look at it. I mean, now the, the matchup against San Francisco doesn't look as intimidating that Jimmy Garoppolo's down, even though the fact that everybody has been banging on Jimmy Garoppolo for for most of his career, but now you're turning to a, a, a rookie quarterback in Brian Purdy. <laughs> I think that's Brian Purdy. Oh, Brian. Okay. Either way, he's I don't know. Purdy. I'm, 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 I was making up the first name. It just sounded right. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Hold on. 
But any, anyway, yeah. With it is the, Brock. Got, I was uh, right. It's Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock, okay. Brock Purdy. You got, you got a rookie there now leading the way. Obviously, you still have tons of weapons at your disposal on offense and a pretty good defense. But then the Bucks also have a matchup against the Bengals, and we know they're coming into their own right now. So they this Tampa team does not have an easy road right now. Obviously, the Saints don't either. <laughs> After the, you know, they get back from the bye week, it's Atlanta, but then those trips to Cleveland and trips to Philadelphia, which just give me the chills already. Yes, yes, Philadelphia. They're now 11-1. and one. Although, you know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson right. might not play in that game either because he went down with, you know, a kidney injury of his own. I don't know. Like, apparently, yeah, how apparently the Saints have done a bad job of preparing players' toes <laughs> and preparing their kidneys for contact because it's the second. Like, I don't know why these toe injuries and these kidney injuries just keep cropping up, but they happen. Yeah, and it's really just odd that you mentioned with C.J. Gardner-Johnson basically dealing with the same injury as Marshawn Lattimore, and we're seeing – how long that it's taken Marshawn to get back. Obviously questionable the past two weeks, but still not able to play. Uh, That could be a situation for the Eagles where C.J. Gardner-Johnson isn't ready at best to get back for them until it's playoff time. Yeah, I know he was upset about getting left off the top five players under 25 list, so he can have that. He's always mad. I was (laughs) left off that list too. You know, maybe it's because I didn't eat eat, eat enough pizza, right? Because uh, I want to thank the folks at Magazine Pizza for feeding our game day crew. That's 1068 Magazine. You can dine in or get delivery. It's the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Plus, Magazine Pizza also has pastas, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Check out their website at magazinepizza.com. And, Steve, you know what's the spread like out uh, out in Tampa? They have a good spread there for the media? They're taking care of you guys? Oh, yeah. Every year in Tampa, it's one of the, the trips you look forward to going to just because they have uh, multiple carving stations to, with meat uh, ranging from roast beef, turkey, pork, things like that. But it's just it's always a good spread out in Tampa Bay. And uh, the what I like to do is <laughs> stock up on some things in my in my bag to bring down to the <laughs> sideline. So when I get hungry, I got stuff with me on the sideline. <laughs> He's like a chipmunk. It's just yeah, yeah. exactly. I stow it away. <laughs> Steve Geller chipmunking over there on the sideline. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Tampa has been very hospitable for the Saints. You know. It, it, the, the interesting thing is the last two times the Saints have played the Bucks, Tom Brady has smashed tablets to the point that the NFL yeah. has had to come out and say, hey, guys, will you stop smashing our tablets? And, and it is kind of remarkable when you think about it. Like, Tom Brady is the most one of the most unflappable guys in terms of, you know, defenses don't continually, you know, he's been able to figure this out. He's been in the league for so long. He's 45 years old for for some reason, and I think it's just partially it's the build. It's the interior pressure from the Saints. He has not been able to figure it out, and it's one of the most, you know, as as, as awful as the season has been to watch, you know, being able to flummox Tom Brady is 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 a very nice thing if you're the Saints. You know, it's it's a point of pride, and it makes you feel good even in even in the season where you're four and eight, uh, so well, I, see, I am frustrated. It's fantastic, yeah. With the with the t- tossing the tablets, and you mentioned that too. What's weird is both previous times too was against the Bucks and there's you know at their house, and it was Sunday night football, not Monday night football, but three straight years of the Saints having to play Tampa in prime time in their stadium. Yeah, and tonight the Bucks are favored by three and a half. Um, you know the Bucks too. They're five and six. They started the season two and zero, oh. so yeah. they're, they're like you can do the math there. They are three and six in their last nine games. It, it feels like the Bucks are the best team in the NFC South, but they haven't played that way, right? They're, like this is not a team that has dominated anybody. 
they had they had that game against the Browns in hand, and they blew it. You know, and uh, there's a lot of ways that you can lose a game, and the Bucks have found them just like the Saints have. So I don't want to hear about how, like, the Saints are out of this division because they're not. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, if you go in there and you make that your house again, then uh, we can come home. You know, because the Saints are going on a bye, right? So if you win this game and then you have Finally, that, right? the, yeah, you have that happy bye week, you know, things can change. And uh, I'm, I'm going to continue to be optimistic until I can't be anymore. Yeah, to me, it's it's got to be that pressure up the middle, too, in Brady's face. You know, we don't want to get him too comfortable, even though he releases the ball so quickly. And that's why I'm interested to see uh, when this injury report comes out as well, what's the deal with defensive tackles, Malcolm Roach and Catavia Street, both dealing with illnesses uh, this week and are questionable for this matchup. And I mentioned earlier, just this this front line hasn't been fantastic this year. So we we need all hands on deck, obviously, in this game against Tampa because, you know, pressuring Brady up the middle is so crucial and getting in his face to make him uncomfortable because, uh, like we've mentioned it over and over again, he, he's not a guy that's going to, you know, scramble out the pocket. He's going to hang in there and make the throw, and it, it doesn't take him long to decide where he's going. No doubt, no doubt. And it sounds like they're they're singing behind you. Um, we are Oakland Yeah, Heart we're getting the, uh, the national anthem warming up, gotcha. the choir. An Oakland Heart Rolex time check. I'm going to do this on the fly. We are about two hours, 38 minutes away from kickoff down in Tampa, Florida. Good at math. <laughs> I, have, I have Ian in there giving me a, a round of applause. So apparently I got that I got that right. We're going to take another break here on First Take. Come back, get you more on the Saints-Bucks down in Tampa on Monday Night Football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
All right. Getting close to the end here on First Take. My name is Jeff Nowak. I'm alongside Steve Geller. And uh, we'll be up till 5 o'clock, and we'll hand off to the Bud Light Countdown to kick off crew. That is Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick. Kickoff is 7.15 p.m. with Mike Haas and Deuce McAllister. And then sound off with the Cajun Cannon after the game. Um, you know, one thing that I'm going to question is Andy Dalton's ability to win when everyone's watching because he yeah. just hasn't done it. And he is his career record in primetime games. This is insane to me. He's six and twenty, six and twenty in primetime games. That's wild. I don't even know how to like. How does that even happen? Just by the luck of the draw, he's won a lot of games in his career. They just haven't happened. They've only happened on regional broadcasts, apparently. It, it gets worse, Jeff. He's zero and twelve the last twelve road games in primetime. Uh, the sun has set over here in Tampa. And hopefully, it does not set on the Saints in this game, but. Yeah, we, we saw it happen already this year, too, with Twice. Uh, games against the Ravens and, and Arizona Cardinals. Yes, yes. And we have we uh, talked to Andy this week about kind of like how the offense is going to look, and here's what he had to say. I think we knew and we know the, the missed opportunities we had last week. And um, I think for us, I think it's something that we can use it as a positive for us and to know that – we had chances in the game. We just didn't make them, and we know and we expect ourselves to make those plays. And so I think that's just the mindset and, you know, the reality of it. And so I think for us it's a, it, it's it's good to have that knowing that let's just go make the plays that are presented to us. And if we do that, we put ourselves in a, in a, in a good place. So I have, Steve, I have a positive spin on how the Saints can use last week. You want to hear it? Yeah, hit me. You you physically can't score <laughs> than zero. You can't score negative. So you, you there's you're, there's only up from here. There's only it's there's the only way you can go. You can't go down. That's my positive spin on a, on a shutout. You like well, I it? I guess like a like a super a scoop and score or a pick six could be viewed as a negative. I'm point, not talking about I, the I, other I team. On the score on the scoreboard, yeah, you can't put up a negative. I'm just talking about the scoreboard. I'm talking about primetime <laughs> Andy Dalton can't do worse than zero. And that's how I'm going to look at this. Um, but, yeah, it's I, – I, I, you know, I'm, I'm joking, obviously, but I do think the offense – it did not look as bad as a zero. And I hate saying it. It did not look as bad as a zero might indicate, right? Like, you spent the entire second half in 49ers territory. The issue is your red zone efficiency. And in that case, it was touchdown or nothing. Like, in, in a lot of cases, you would still say, wow, we, we did not get the job done in the red zone, even if you settled for field goals. In that game – you didn't even bother with the field goal. So that's why it looks worse. <laughs> but you move the ball. You know, like the, the 49ers did not really do that much on offense that you were unable to match other than getting to the end zone. And, you know, that's that's where not having Juwan Johnson, it's, it makes it difficult because, you know, he's been your touchdown guy. And so maybe Taysom Hill can, can kind of get back to his touchdown ways. It's been a while since he's gotten yeah. into the end zone. You got to find ways My to score. My fantasy team agrees. You got to find ways to score. You got to put up at least three. And, you know, they really have to be sevens. And that's the last few weeks. That's been the most frustrating thing is this team had been efficient in the red zone. They'd used Taysom Hill really well. They'd found ways to manufacture offense on early downs and get in there. And that's why you could look at Alvin Kamara's touchdown total, which is still three. It was three before he scored three. (laughs) And now it's three in week 13. And you could say, well, Taysom Hill stealing all his touchdowns. Well, that hasn't been the case the last few weeks. They just haven't gotten to the end zone. And, you know, if, if that continues tonight 
and you are unable to get on the board, I, I don't know how you win this game. Yeah, because, you know, getting the turnovers, like I said, has been an issue all year. I would love to say that somehow there's a uh, pick six or a scoop and score by the Saints defense, but there's there's not a lot of confidence in what we've seen so far this season with the ball bouncing their way. Uh, I don't know if we can see that, that, that dynamic of Taysom and Andy Dalton on, on that level it was in that Rams game. I just think that that matchup and what the Rams are dealing with right now really allowed them to have that success. Uh, it, it, I know the 49ers were locked in on Taysom yeah. last game, and they, were, they just drilled them. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's tough because in that, in that Week 2 matchup, Taysom was hurt. Right. right, so it, it's it's hard to look back on that and say, oh man, well he wasn't effective. He's still got to try it in this one. Hopefully he can get get it done. But yeah, it kind of feels like if the defense ever does score a touchdown, it'll <laughs> feel like the Saints have. It'll feel like it was worth twenty eight points, right? Like if the Saints score a touchdown on defense, they will win because it's like just free money because you just haven't got it all year. Um, and man, it's gotta. I, I do feel bad because I think this defense has been playing well, and like Elante Taylor got his yeah. interception taken away on, like, one of the weakest, weakest illegal contact penalties you'll ever see. Um, and it's like, it, it should happen. It should happen. You keep saying, they're going to come in bunches. They're going to come in bunches. Yeah. I don't know yeah, <laughs> where this bunch is waiting because uh, it definitely hasn't been the first 12 weeks of the season. He's just like, I, I mean, you got no, the, the last to- The last takeaway this team got was back in week eight that's against wild. the Raiders. That's yeah, that's, that's just way too long. That's, that's crazy. And we've seen the opportunities. They just have not gone the Saints' way for whatever reason, whether it's the, the bad bounce or a penalty has taken away, you know, turnovers from this team. And it's it's been something all year long that's been lingering around and definitely a huge negative on, on why they've struggled so much against teams. Yeah, I think we had the Nielsen bite, Ryan Nielsen bite earlier where he talked about how David Onimati literally had a ball thrown into his <laughs> face. And it popped up straight in the air. And you're like, it's coming. We got one. And then yes. the, the 49ers player, give him credit, he made a good play on the ball, knocks it down. And it's just like, come on. This is, that's supposed to be, you know, you, you've gone 13 weeks. You have two interceptions, which is like crazy to even think about. And you can't even get that? Ugh, that's just like not your year. It's kind of like, you know, you watch the, the LSU-Georgia game and Jack Besh has to bump bounce off the back of his head. And you're like, this is stuff that happens for everyone else. Why can't it happen for the Saints? One time. Oh, it's no uh, for sure. You can tell my my state of sanity is getting it's getting thinner and thinner and thinner every time I watch these. I think it's going to happen today. I think it's going to come together today because it has to. the Bucks are, believe it or not, in worse shape than the Saints are. You know, they actually do have Julio Jones. So that'll be interesting to see if he can continue his old ways against the Saints. Um, but you know, I, I do think I am. I'm I'm a hopeless optimist. I guess I think they win this game. I think they get it together, and I think they I think they're going to win the NFC South. I really do. I'm just an optimist just because it's, you know, we're at the desperate of most desperate times right now with this team. You know, you could say you're not mathematically eliminated if you lose this game, but come on, you might as well start pouring, you know, looking at the next season already because uh, two behind Tampa, well, two and a half games technically, I guess, behind Tampa in the division, but having lost both of the division leader uh, if you drop this one would not be a favorable outcome. Yeah, losing Although, that tiebreaker you know, would, would do it, yeah. <laughs> 
you know what? You could you could very well see all of a sudden Tampa Bay loses a game to San Francisco, and then they lose to Cincinnati, and then you're talking about how you know New Orleans is still in the thick of things. But I will not just, say it, that. <laughs> I I'll say it right now. I don't care how mathematically not eliminated they are. If they lose this game, I will not. I refuse. I will not talk about how the Saints still have a chance. You have my word. I Even mean, if it's, it's true, I don't I, care. I, even if the Bucks go on like this torrid losing skid. The Saints could win the NFC South, and I would still be talking about how I don't care they're not going to win the <laughs> NFC South. That's how dedicated to this take I'm going to be. All right. Well, you know what? I, 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 let's hope that we don't have to get that route and they get this win tonight because, man, the the whole win one game, lose two has been a bad, you know, I guess you would say uh, streak that the team has gone on this year, and I just – would like to snap that as well, along with, you know, being able to win two in a row. But it just seems like this team has just – they've won one, lost two, won one, lost two. That that whole shtick has to end. Well, what's the saying? You can't win two until you win one? Well, they haven't yeah. won they, – they need to win one today before they can win two. That's uh, – I think that's what that's what we're looking at in this game. And the crazy we thing is – saying that, though. That one win will feel like ten, and it'll feel like it, it changes everything. But, all right, we're getting close to the end here on First Take – Keep it locked on WWL. All right. Coming back in here to close out first take, getting you ready for Saints Bucks on Monday Night Football. And uh, we've got Christian Garrick ahead of the Bud Light countdown to kickoff. He tells me he has a stat that I'm going to want to hear. What is it? You and Steve were talking about consecutive wins, and it hasn't happened sure all were. year for the Saints, right? So last time the Saints have gone this deep into a season without winning consecutive games, care to guess the year? 2006. 2005, yeah, Hurricane Katrina. The last time the Saints have gone 12 weeks without a road win, 1999, the final year of Mike Ditka. That's a long time. Happened this year. Really. Yeah. We're going on 12 weeks. That's that's a long time. Yeah. Steve, what do you think? I'm feeling good about tonight. I think that they're obviously a desperate team, and I know Tampa is too. And unfortunately, they had that huge letdown against the Browns, which doesn't make things any easier. But I think this Saints team finds a way. Dennis Allen has had success against you know, Tom Brady in the past, I think he's got the defensive uh, map for it, and they find a way to pull it out, a low-scoring 13-10 type game. I'm going 9-0. I'm doing, I'm doing a shutout again. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening, baby. It's either 9-0 or 38-3. to Those are the only two scores that can happen when the Saints go to Florida. That's my <laughs> thing. I'm sticking to it. All right, you've been listening to the first take. My name is Jeff Noah. Alongside Steve Geller, I want to thank everyone who makes this broadcast possible. Kevin Cassidy, Diane Newman, Ian Hoke. Charlie Long sitting there at Master Controls now, but it was Ian until, until a few minutes ago, so he gets credit for that. But all right, y'all. Be easy. Go Saints. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.